0: Converge church family partners and friends pastor ray and wendy here and uh we want to first of all thank you so much for carving out time to join us for this online worship experience and uh, thank you for your flexibility and uh, we want to thank you as well uh, for understanding our decision Uh, to shift from our uh, typical Sunday morning live corporate worship experience to uh, our online platforms. And we've done it uh, as a result of uh, wise counsel from our leadership team and just in conversations we've had with uh, with other pastors and ministry leaders. But first and foremost, we wanted to exercise extreme caution but also wisdom in light of the recommendations and the suggestions uh, that have been uh, published and distributed by medical professionals, uh, both federal and, uh, and local. And uh, as a result of that, we decided that it would be uh, wise uh, for us to leverage technology uh, to minister this weekend. And so thank you for your flexibility. Thank you for understanding. And uh, Pastor Wendy, why don't you greet the people And uh, before we dive into the word together?
1: Well, I echo Pastor Ray. Thank you so much for joining us. And I just want everyone to know that uh, this is not uh, a move of fear. Mm. Us deciding to uh, go online and not meet corporately has nothing to do with us being afraid. Uh, as Christ followers, I think we do have a responsibility Absolutely. to uh, follow authority, to use wisdom, and to still pray for, uh, When we were at Rayma, one of our professors would always say, Rayma Bible Training College, one of our professors would always say that there is a very natural side to being a spiritual person. Absolutely. And so our decision was based off of uh, recommendations, but also uh, just plain good old common sense. Right. We meet in a movie theater Mm -hmm. that puts us at greater risk being in a public facility where we aren't able to necessarily control uh, the sanitation efforts, we aren't able to put those things as much on a handle as we would in our own facility. And so this is a great move of God for us to give and get our first
0: building. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. We are highly motivated to get a space of our own. But to to, uh, the credit of the Angelica Film uh, Center and their parent company, uh, Reading RDI, they have their offices in California. They did send us a copy of the statement from their president uh, and it communicated clearly what they're doing to ensure that their environments, all of their movie theaters across the country, are safe and sanitary and clean. But we wanted, uh, uh, as an extra level of caution, uh, to exercise wisdom, especially as it relates to uh, the the children, uh, the the infants, and also the seniors who are a part of our community of faith. Uh, We also wanted to take this opportunity to speak a life-giving word of encouragement to... Our family of faith. Uh, we, we, we have this promise from God's word in Romans that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so we wanted to be deliberate and intentional this morning to stir up. Uh, some faith in your heart yes. in the midst of all the turbulence and uncertainty that uh, that is ex- that's happening uh, yes. uh, around yes. the world. So we want to go back to the one thing that we know is certain that is unchanging that is immutable and that is God and his Word. He is the same. Remember, Hebrews 13 says that our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, The Word of God declares that He is the Lord and He changes Not. not. And so, regardless of what's happening in our world, regardless of what's happening in culture, we can always find rest and refuge in this unchanging fact. That our God abides faithful, that He is the same, and He will not change. And so this morning, we just want to encourage you to choose faith over fear. Amen. I want to encourage you to choose faith. Over fear, uh, there's a lot of there's been a lot of panic, uh, and 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 it, it's it's manifested in uh, 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 the fact that uh, uh, grocery store shelves are <laughs> empty. There's no toilet paper anywhere. I'm tr- I mean I'm still trying to figure out the correlation, the connection between toilet paper. Paper tiles and the coronavirus, but I get it, right? People are saying if we're gonna be holed up for a long time, we wanna make sure that we have the essentials. But, but here's where sort of this misinformation and lack of understanding really manifest, right? Because uh, the, the, the toilet paper aisles are empty, but the vitamin and mineral aisles and the, uh, the things that are supposed to boost and strengthen our immune system, which is what you need, right, to fight off the coronavirus because there's no vaccine, those shelves are full. People are buying toilet paper and walking right by the vitamin aisle and walking right by the supplement aisle. And those are the things that we need to be taking to strengthen our immune system. And here's the other amazing thing about misinformation or, or how we process the information we're hearing is simply this. Listen, according to the Surgeon General in the White House press briefing Mm -hmm. yesterday, 98%, listen to this, 98% of the people who have contracted the virus have recovered. Right. 98% globally. 98% of people who have contracted, and and that is without a vaccine. They've recovered simply on the strength of their immune system. And again, I know that we need to exercise caution, uh, converge church, but if we're not careful, mm-hmm. we will overreact and we will mimic mm-hmm. the panic that we're seeing in the response from the public. Right Oh, right, you like that? Right. Yeah. We will mimic the panic we see from the response of the public. Come on, Dr. Seuss.) <laughs> <laughs> So again, we want to encourage you, we want to encourage you, right, to do what the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, have encouraged us to do. uh, The Department of the Texas Department of Health and Human Services have encouraged us to do. Let's wash our hands. Let's practice social distancing. But listen, listen, as Christ followers, as kingdom people, God has called us Mm -hmm. to exercise faith Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. fear. And faith comes. The way we we, we, we we build our faith it comes only by hearing and hearing the Word of God now notice what Paul writes he says he doesn't say that faith come he doesn't say that faith comes by having heard right. the Word of God a lot of times we oh well, well pastor I heard that I know that no it comes <laughs> by hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God so it's critically important uh, that we're not just people who have heard right. the promise of God but we are people who are hearing and hearing and hearing and giving attention to and inclining our hearts and our minds to the promises of God, which are unchanging and immutable. In fact, the word fear, the word fear, and and can I just say this? The scripture says that we should not be ignorant of the devil's devices. And one of the enemy's devices, one of his strategies, one of his wiles, one of his weapons is fear. fear. Uh, And this isn't new just to our culture with the advent of coronavirus. We've seen this happen. Waves of fear before with Ebola and swine flu and and West Nile virus and H1N1. We've seen these waves of fear happen, uh, sweep across the nation, and sweep across the world. In fact, Jesus spoke prophetically that these things would happen. There would be wars and rumors of war. There would be pestilence and there would be sickness and disease. Mm -hmm. But in the midst of that, we have this admonition. That those of us who are people of faith, who are devoted Christ followers, that our Christ-like response is always faith, which is simply putting our trust in the word of God. So so from the beginning of time, even when God brought the Israelites out of of Egypt into the promised land in Joshua chapter 1, just in nine verses, he says to them, he says to Joshua, and uh, by extension to the nation of Israel, do not be afraid, only believe. Do not be afraid, fear not, do not be discouraged, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And he's offering this constant assurance. We can go back to the Old Testament, right. written centuries ago, and we find God encouraging his people not to be afraid. Right. Do not fear. So this idea of fear is not new uh, just to our generation or to this culture. In, in fact, Pastor Wendy, I think you, you you did a little bit of study and, and yes. found out a little bit more about fear right. and, and, and what that looked like, especially from the Scriptures. Yes,
1: from the Scriptures. Well, in my study, I looked up the word fear. How many times do we find the word fear in the Bible? And we find the word uh, fear in the Bible uh, over 500 times. Mm. But in that context, uh, over 80 times, the Scripture says, Fear not Mm. or do not be afraid. Mm. The other words that contain fear out of that whole 500 are phrases which mention fear God, Mm. which means not to have a terror of God, but to have a holy reverence of God. Mm. And then uh, we find other phrases that contain the word fear is don't fear anyone. And so these things in scripture, we can uh, go over to Isaiah 43. In verse one, and it says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. Good. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Mm. And so there is a very basic promise that when things do happen, we don't have to be overcome with fear. Right. Is that we can remind ourselves, I belong to God. Mm. I am in a win-win situation. We do our part. And that opens up a way for God to do
0: his part. And I think what's important in those situations is to remember the promise of God, right? Because again, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I think an important promise, right, for us to remember uh, when the world becomes uncertain and when it's turbulent, it's what he has promised that he will never leave us right, and mm-hmm. he will never forsake right. us, right? Mm-hmm. We can build faith on that promise which will drive out fear that, Regardless of what's happening in the world, whether it's coronavirus or some other pandemic, Mm -hmm. I have this promise from a loving father that he will not leave me. Mm -hmm. He will not forsake me. Mm -hmm. And that's how we build fear. And that's how we overcome fear. And that's how we choose faith over fear Mm -hmm. is being reminded Of the promises of God
1: yes and I was looking up um, a lot of things as we were preparing for this message and one of the notations that I made as there was a phrase in one of the commentaries and it said fear is used to decrease our hope Mm. and to limit our victories Mm. now here's the bottom line basis fear is a God-given emotion when we have fear that alarm that goes off in us at times it can be to warn us to help us not to go there but we don't want to we've got to assess okay what is going on we have to get our bearings and then begin to speak the things that are true i think one thing as believers that keeps us in a trap of fear is our words. Mm. Like we hear the word of God, we believe the word of God, but what comes out of our mouth mm. are words that are very regular and filled with fear. Mm. And so that's a an entirely different sermon <laughs> right. for another time, speaking of our words, but we have to speak those words. But remember, again, that fear, when we see it on... Um, On mass scales, I'm not one given to conspiracy theory or all this propaganda or anything like that. There is uh, the evidence of what's going on. right? But there is also an onslaught of um, or a perpetuation of the fear talk. This level of fear that the world is in right now is um, increasing the stock of Charmin. (laughs)
0: <laughs> this level of fear, all
1: of this hand sanitizer, I'm sure I heard a report, I don't know if it's true, but I heard a report that they are getting prisoners now to make the hand sanitizer. Wow. I mean there is um, a part where okay the the, the grocery shelves mm-hmm. are all out of, of essential things, but then on the other side of oh. that there is a capitalization for someone else because of the panic and the fear that we in right. uh, that we right. are in. And so we always want to go back to the word of God. Uh, First John 4, 18 says, perfect love casts out all fear. So if I'm resting in, oh, God, you love me. I can be alarmed. Mm -hmm. I can say, Levi, wash your hands. Nia, you know, you're not going to go to the sleepover this spring break. I can do those things, but I don't have to stay where it's crippling where right, um, right. it is a stifling. Right. I do my part based off of the fact, not that I'm in any kind of rebellion, but based off of the fact that I will do my part. I've listened to the reports, but this is who I am. Good. And this is who my God is. And in, all of our knowing, that should bring us a level of peace and comfort. Absolutely. And also, it should give us a level of example mm. that we can be to our neighbors, that we can be to our friends. Yesterday, I posted Psalm 91. Yeah. And there was just an overwhelming response yeah. um, from people. In Psalm 91, I won't read the entire chapter, but it says, uh, for he will give us, in Psalm 91, 11, it says, for he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. So if I'm hearing about the coronavirus, I'm washing my hands, doing my part, then I can say, okay, God is going to surround me with protection. Mm. Good. It says uh, in verse two, if I back it up, uh, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him Good. will I trust. And so there's so many promises. We encourage you uh, to look these scriptures up, say them out loud. You can put them on your Bible app. Mm -hmm. And even in some translations, it'll play it back for you audibly that you can listen to these things to not just build up your physical immunity, but also to build up your spiritual immunity. Immunity. So good. The word of God says that a thousand will fall at my right hand and mm-hmm. 10,000 at my left. But none of these things shall come near my dwelling place. Right. At the same time, we keep everything clean. We wash our hands, but we hold on to that promise so that it doesn't create an anxiety or a panic in us. Yesterday, I went um, to the grocery store. I only went to buy orange juice just because my kids use orange juice to make their smoothies. And I actually, with all the scripture I have, I felt left out. <laughs> right, right, like, right,
0: right, right. Where are
1: all the groceries? So right. I ended up doing all of my grocery shopping for the week on right. a Friday night when I could have been watching Netflix or something, <laughs> because <laughs> I even got caught up in the hype. And right. it was kind of comical to me. And I thought, well, guess what? I benefited mm. from my exposure. I've right. got my grocery shopping out of the way everything that's going on. I spent so much at the grocery store. You will be very happy to know it will keep me out of the mall this weekend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, let me just piggyback off of what you're saying because it's so true, right? I think sometimes, as it relates to fear and, and, and panic and our overreactions, a lot of it is driven by this psychological response called FOMO. I know we joke about it, right? But that FOMO, that fear of missing out. And what's driven a lot of this is if I'm in the supermarket and I'm in that aisle and I see everybody buying a whole bunch of uh, uh, toilet paper and paper towel, that fear of missing out begins to rise It begins to emerge and then it begins to really drive my response because Mm -hmm. we're afraid that if I go to the store just to buy orange juice, and I see everybody's buying up all the meat, I don't wanna miss out and be like, I should have done that when I had an opportunity. But at the bottom of it, right, at the bottom of it, at the root of it is is fear, okay? Mm -hmm. So what's important to us, what's important to Wendy and me uh, from the very outset of Converge Church, we committed to building a community of faith that was gospel-shaped. What that means is we want for our church, we want for the people who are a part of Converge Church and the body of Christ to be people who have a a response to life, whether life is good or whether life is imperfect, a response that is rooted, grounded, and established in the word of God. Mm -hmm. So here are a couple of promises we're going to throw at you, okay? Uh, Because we're going to choose, and I want you to take the challenge This week and in the weeks to come, regardless of whether coronavirus subsides or a new pandemic emerges, we want you to take the faith over fear challenge. In fact, when you're on social media, when somebody's saying something, man, that's kind of freaking people out, just comment and hashtag faith over fear, because that's where God wants us to live. Now, notice what the scripture says in Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 6. It says, be anxious for nothing. What's my response supposed to be in times like these? It says, be anxious for nothing. Mm -hmm. Not only when there's a a, a pandemic or or the threat of a disease, of a contagious disease, but it says, be anxious for nothing. nothing. Mm -hmm. Listen, we're talking about choosing faith over fear. And I want you to begin to think about this in terms of or in the context of your daily life, whether there's a coronavirus or not. God said our response to life, especially in difficult times, is to be anxious for nothing. Mm -hmm. In fact, one translation of Philippians 4, verse 6 says, Mm -hmm. don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Mm -hmm. And so Paul writes, uh, don't be anxious, Mm -hmm. but in everything, through prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. Mm -hmm. And this is what's going to happen. The peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. I would venture to say Mm -hmm. that for most of us, we have spent more time listening to the news. We've spent more time on social media than we've spent rehearsing and reminding Mm -hmm. ourselves of the promise of God. And because of that, we've lost our peace. The peace of God that only comes, listen to this, when we make God... Our refuge and our strength. Psalm 46 and verse 1, mm-hmm. here's another promise, yes. right? I don't have to be anxious, mm-hmm. but in the midst of trouble, God wants to be mm-hmm. my refuge. Psalm 46 and verse 1, uh, 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 God is our refuge and our strength. Yes, He is an ever-present help in yes. our time of trouble. Mm-hmm. Notice what it says. He is our refuge. That means he's my covering. I can run to him. He can he can cover me. I can abide in him. I can hide in him He covers me and shields me and protects me in time of trouble. Here's the second thing it says He is an ever-present help. Yeah, that means he's always there Mm -hmm. So regardless of what's happening around. Yes, let's exercise caution. Let's wash our hands. practice social distancing but let's not panic because when we begin to panic and I think there's, there's something to this whole word fear, and that's the F, yeah. right? When we're in fear, we resort to foolishness. Right, 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 right. We resort to foolishness and presumption. Here's the second thing, when we're in fear, okay? Listen to me, Converge Nation. When we're in fear, this is what we tend to do. We resort to foolishness, that's the F, but the E is we tend to exaggerate our circumstances. Wow, wow, yeah. If we're not careful because we become fixated on the problem instead of God, who is the solution. Yes. Uh-oh, here it is. We become fixated on the problem, which causes panic, instead of fixing our eyes on preparation. Yes,
1: yes. Right?
0: Yes. And so I think what's important, and I don't want this to be lost on us, mm-hmm. because preparation matters. One of the things that has emerged, and again, I'm not throwing shade, but one of the things that has emerged as a result of this crisis is the lack of preparation from our end. Yes. And again, meaning from our federal government mm-hmm. and the medical community. Absolutely. Listen, South Korea, South Korea was administering 10,000 tests a day hmm. by the time we got to our first 1,000. Mm-hmm. That's a lack of preparation. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. When we are not prepared in our everyday lives for the crisis, and it's not a matter of if, Something will happen. It's a matter of when, right? Because in this life, we will have trouble. trouble. Jesus said that, Mm -hmm. all right? (laughs) Uh, uh, The psalmist said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. So Mm -hmm. it is critically important that we simply live prepared. You say, Pastor, what do you mean about that? For the man who is unprepared, Mm -hmm. a flat tire could seem like the end of the world. Right, right. Because now, listen, that flat tire that he wasn't prepared to replace, Mm -hmm. right, right, becomes a crisis. It becomes an emergency because his inability to repair that tire now means he can't take his kids to school, he can't get to work. Mm -hmm. For the man who is prepared, it's just a matter of going down to discount tire and replacing the tire and moving on. And and the, the reason we often exaggerate our circumstances is a lack of preparation. The hysteria in the media was the fact that We don't have enough test kits. And even if I'm I'm presenting symptoms of coronavirus, they won't even test me because I don't meet the criteria. What are the criteria? Number one, did you travel outside of the country? No. Number two, have you been in contact with somebody who traveled outside? No. Okay, we can't test you. And as a result of this delay in our preparation, it has caused us to exaggerate the circumstances. And because of that, we have uh, made decisions based on limited information, and I'm so glad that today the Surgeon General said that 98% of people Mm -hmm. who have contracted the virus have recovered. And this is simply based on their immune system Mm -hmm. fighting the virus. There is no vaccine but your body has the ability to fight off sickness and disease and if we're not careful we will resort to, resort to foolishness we will exaggerate our circumstances and the a is it'll affect the way we assess right it will affect the way we assess everything that we do and the r is we won't make rational decisions right. if you're doing anything any of those four things mm-hmm. If you're resorted to foolishness, buying toilet paper instead of vitamins, mm-hmm. I'm just being petty for a second. Hey. If, if you're exaggerating your circumstances, oh, uh, uh, what's the what's the thing? The, the 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 earth is what's the thing that the earth is falling. The earth is the sky is falling. Oh, the
1: sky is falling. If you're a
0: sky is falling kind of person, worst case scenario kind of person, guess what? You are in fear. If your assessment, your, your the, the the way you're assessing your situation. It's not sober, you're in fear. And if you're making irrational decisions, you are in fear. Mm -hmm. What's the antidote? It's the word of God, Mm y'all. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And our admonition to you is is, is in this season. Listen, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. In fact, today, listening to Dr. Fauci, this is what he said. He said China was the epicenter, was the epicenter of the coronavirus. It has since moved. It has shifted to other pockets in the world, namely Europe with Italy and now the United States. But this is what he said. He said, and I forget the number of new cases in China. It was, it was minuscule. In fact, the number had Declined. Right. What that means is we can expect a spike, mm-hmm. but then it's going to taper off as we get the right information, right. Mm-hmm. as we uh, uh, exercise precaution, mm-hmm. and as we use wisdom.
1: Yes, you've said so many things that are loaded. But I want to uh, take us back as believers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when anything happens, even on a weekly basis, we are always encouraging people to get into the word. And I think sometimes that we can think, well, if I go to church or if I just show up for Bible study, then check that I've done it. Or they may, you know, we can sometimes say, well, oh, I've already heard that. Or, oh, I already know that. Well, when we hear and we know we do. Right. And so even though we may have heard something, what are we doing? Like they're saying, please wash your hands. What I want to know is why people ain't already been washing their hands. I, it,
0: no. Why is this something like this new revelation? Wash your
1: hands. We're already supposed to be washing our hands. Change your sheets regularly. Oh, was we already changing our sheets regularly? There are all of these things that uh, we've kind of veered from. And then we something comes upon us. Yeah. But as believers, those who follow Christ that are in the word, we should not be a part of the panic. Right. We already know that in the last days that there would be rumors and, and, and wars and pestilence and all of these things. Right. These are the signs of the times. And it's not a time for us to join in and spend a lot of money at the grocery store because you think you're gonna miss out. Right. I couldn't believe there was not a chicken, <laughs> not a chicken left. But I'm a tiger. Guess what? There were two little packs of chicken wings Come just on, for somebody. me and my family, <laughs> 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 and I bought them. But I just couldn't believe right. what is going on. But guess what? These promises that we see in the Word, it's not just for me and my four and no more. Right. It is for us to to be an example to the people on our job. To right. be an example Good. to your homeschool mom communities to be examples to the neighbors Mm. that we we don't have to be in panic Mm. we can do what we're supposed to do and I think a lot of this what seems as panic is just plain old greed
0: Mm. there is
1: no reason for all the toilet paper to be gone right but there are people that have the resources and that are so selfish
0: selfish that they Selfish. say, I'm
1: going to buy as much toilet paper as I can mm. and not leave the toilet paper for that single mom that just got off of work, that mm. just needs to buy toilet paper for the week, who's not in a panic. Mm. But I think a lot of this, it is exposing some of the, the greed, some of the affluence in us that we have uh, allow, allowed to run amok. Right. But as Christ followers, let's go back. When you were just speaking, mm-hmm. I thought of 2 Chronicles 7.14. Mm. Very familiar scripture, but if we knew it and we believed it, we wouldn't have to keep going over it. This is what it says. First, second Chronicles, second Chronicles, chapter seven, verse 14. If my people
0: Mm.
1: who are called by my name Mm. will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sins and heal their so good. land.
0: So good. There are
1: not enough toilet paper to keep you from coronavirus. Mm. There's not enough hand sanitizer. That is mm. for bacteria, not for viruses. Right. There is right. not. Um, there is not enough water bottles. This thing is in the air.
0: Right.
1: This thing is in the air. So what can we do as believers? We can take authority over this thing in the name of Jesus. Amen. We can say, I rebuke this thing. I pull it down. We can send up praise. We can send up the word of God that is a fragrance. It says in Revelation 3 that it is like in golden. Our prayers are hmm. as in golden bowls of incense, yeah. a sweet smelling savor to the nostrils of God. That is how we answer it. We do our part, but we are an example. We say we already have the antidote for this thing, so for good. this thing and everything. And it is Jesus. It is the word of God. He said his word is far above his name. But it says at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. But if this word... So is far above his name. We have promises. We have an authority, not an indignant, unrighteous type of authority. Don't get on social media when we're doing faith, faith over fear, and be ugly to people, right. and just you know, uh, be condescending in these, yes, and condescending, and be in these verbal disputes. The judgmental. Bible says, "A s- judgmental, a soft answer turns away wrath." Mm-hmm. But we have the answer, is we can pray. We don't have to judge people that bought all the toilet paper up or the ones that bought the last two packs of chicken wings. We don't have to be in judgment. But what we can say, this should be an awakening to the authority that we have in Christ. You know, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that same power dwells in us. So good. It dwells in us. The same power that can tell Lazarus, Lazarus, get up and walk the same Power that when the woman touched the hem of his garment good. she was made whole it wasn't good. in the touching it was in the believing Yes, it was so this thing that we call faith. It is now time for us to press activate good activate God I believe good. you I will do my part in the natural, but I'm going to believe you. I'm going to take authority over it. I'm going to anoint my home and say, none of these things shall come near my dwelling place. We've got my precious 84-year-old father-in-law that lives with me. And I'm not having no corona coming up in my house, disturbing our peace. Mm. I've got my parents that live in Richardson. I've got a sister. I'm just already declared I don't need to call them and pray for them. I've already X marks the spot because of my faith. I'm doing my part. So good. I've got our supersized hand hand sanitizer on the kitchen counter. (laughs) We are doing our part. When the kids come in, when Levi have been doing remote control cars with the neighbor kids this week, come in, wash your hands. We're doing our part, but we are enjoying ourselves. We are standing in faith. And for those people who don't have as strong a faith, we are praying for them. Not to get on social media, I put just a few scriptures yesterday, not to be condescending, but to press activating yeah. those, oh yeah, I don't have to be in panic, I don't have to be in fear, I belong to the one true living God. So good. And then taking the natural, mm-hmm. the news report said 98% of people are recovering, yeah. it's similar to the flu, I'm not going to get in a debate whether it's worse than the flu
0: right. or less right. than the
1: flu, this thing is here. It will pass and prayerfully and intentionally will be greater for it. We will return back to our first love. Yes, God, you love me. Yes, you are with me. Zephaniah 317, one of my favorite scriptures. It says that the Lord God Almighty rejoices us over us. He rejoices over us with singing and that he quietly.
0: Quiets us. Quiets us. With his love. So good. So good. So this is where we're going to close. Converge Nation. uh, Awesome word. Awesome word. We pray that you've been encouraged, uh, that your faith has been strengthened. But beyond what we shared this morning, we encourage you to dive into the word for yourself. I've always been of the conviction that the worst time to learn how to swim is when you're drowning. And a lot of people (laughs) are trying to learn how to swim In the midst of this crisis, no, faith prepares. So we're encouraging you to be a self-feeder, be a student of the word for yourself so that when crisis comes, you will be prepared. You will be like that guy who gets the flat tire and can go straight to a store and get it replaced, and it doesn't become a crisis that impacts all of his life. This is where we're going to close. Uh, Great story in Mark chapter 5. The rule of the synagogue is uh, he comes to Jesus, Uh, Because his daughter is sick. Uh, On his way, there's an interruption. There's a disruption because the woman with the issue of blood reaches out, touches the hem of his garment. She's healed. In the midst of the woman with the issue of blood receiving her healing, Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, receives news that his daughter is Mm -hmm. dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, Listen, uh, sometimes bad things happen to good people. Right. But we're going to be the kind of church, Mm -hmm. we're going to be the kind of Christ followers who choose faith over fear. Notice what Mark chapter 5 and verse 35 says. It says, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been a place or season in your life when your situation seemed hopeless. Why even bother God with this? Why even say another prayer? Why Mm -hmm. even go to another Bible study? This thing you've been believing for is dead. It's hopeless. And your efforts and your energy and your dreams should die with it. Mm. But notice what Jesus said. In verse 36, it says, As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken... This is the word of hopelessness. This is the word of resignation. This is the word of quitting. As soon as Jesus heard that, notice his response. And I believe that this is his response when he sees us in crisis, when he sees us in fear, when he sees us about to quit. This is his response to all his children. He says you got two options, converge, and here they are. He says, "Do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Only believe." What was Jesus saying? That when crisis comes knocking at our door, mm-hmm. when there's uncertainty in culture, when even our government and our economy and our finances is in, has been disrupted, and is, is in disarray. Mm-hmm. He says there's only two choices: you can be afraid, or you can believe. You can be afraid or you can believe. And I pray, Converge Nation, that you and I will listen and receive the admonition of Jesus where he says, don't be afraid, just in case you're confused. Yeah. You've got two options. You've got fear and faith. Just in case you're confused, yeah. listen, listen. Jesus, who was the teacher, says, Oh, don't choose that. Don't, uh, don't choose fear. Listen to what it says, only, only Only believe. And you know the rest of the story. Jesus comes to Jairus' house and miraculously his daughter experiences a resurrection. Listen to me, Converge. We want you to be encouraged this morning and know that God hears you just as he heard Jairus' servants. In the places where we are afraid, in the places where we are uncertain. And he says to us this morning, do not be afraid. He says, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Let me be your refuge. Let me be your hiding place so that you can only believe. And I promise you, this is where I close. We got a text yesterday mm-hmm. because I, I really believe that this should be the church's finest hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's a tremendous opportunity for us who are people of faith to point a world that's living in fear to faith. Faith. And so a young lady sent us a text who was a part of our church and said, Pastor Ray, Pastor Wendy, I just got this bonus and I want to I wanna sow and, and, and I want to give my tithe. Where should I put it? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and off of her bonus, it was $1,000. It was $1,000. Pastor Ray, what does this have to do with anything? Listen to what I'm telling you. Uh, uh, My response to her was, hey, just put it in the offering, and when a need arises, we will will channel it appropriately. Mm -hmm. And this morning, I woke up and I started to think about uh, hourly employees Mm -hmm. who are impacted by all these businesses that are closing. Uh, Many of you have seen the response on social media, and we've seen the response from some of our members about children who are in school who may not have a meal. And so this morning when I woke up, I told Pastor Wendy, that's where we're going to designate that Mm $1,000. It's going to go into our benevolence fund so that we can respond to people who are a part of our congregation or outside of our congregation who are in need. You know why? Because our response as Christ followers is not to be afraid and buy up all the hand sanitizer. We're going to be the ones who are going to provide meals, and we're going to be the ones who help families in need make up the gap because we are people of faith. And so even though we're not having service this morning my encouragement to you is to prayerfully consider. This was out of the blue. This was unsolicited. Yes. This was a young lady who understood that everything she had experienced mm-hmm. on her job that year because of her because of, of of the success God had given her in her business, she received this significant bonus and she said I want to tithe off of it, off of it. And you know what? Thank you so much because that those those funds, that gift is going to go toward helping people in need, in the midst of this crisis. We're not meeting this morning, but we encourage you uh, to prayerfully consider uh, being faithful in your giving, your tithes, your offerings. And if you want to do something over and above that, uh, we encourage you to give toward our Benevolence Fund because we want to be the first responders when there's a time of need. We've taught you this at Converge Church. We live with an open hand, not a clenched fist. And because of that, God has blessed us over and over and over again as we've met needs in our community because of our faith, because we've chosen faith over fear. The information on how you can give is on the screen and we want to close with Psalm 91. I know this is my third closing, but it's my final one. Come on, somebody. My third and final close. Pastor Wendy is going to read a few verses from Psalm 91. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God.
1: Psalm 91, starting at verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress.
0: Listen, He is my refuge. That means I can run to Him. He is my fortress. That means He surrounds me and keeps me safe from harm and danger.
1: My God. In him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler yeah. and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Mm. You shall not be afraid of the terror by, by night on. nor of the arrow that flies by day mm. nor of the pestilence Good. that walks in darkness nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Mm. A thousand may fall at your side come on. and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked.
0: Amen. I think what's a good place to stop. If yes. you just read that last verse again, yes. a thousand oh. may fall dead beside you.
1: A thousand may fall at your side mm. And 10,000 at your right hand. Mm-hmm. But it shall not
0: come near you. Amen. And final verse, if you'll read verses 15 and 16. Verses 15 and 16.
1: He shall call upon me. I'm
0: sorry. Uh, verse four, Start at verse 14.
1: 14. Because he has set his love on me.
0: All right, hold on a second. This promise belongs to those who have set their love upon him. And that's you, Converge. Yeah. Because you and I have set our love upon him. Because we have made the Lord our refuge. Listen to the promise of God that we can stand on. So we choose faith over fear.
1: Because he has set his love upon me, therefore, Mm. I will deliver him.
0: He will deliver you.
1: I will set him on high because he has known my name. He will
0: exalt you, meaning he will make you above only and not beneath the head and not the tail.
1: He shall call upon me. And I will answer him.
0: Listen, listen. He will hear your prayers. Mm-hmm. He hears your prayers. Yes. Right now in the midst of crisis, this global crisis, this global he hears your prayers. Yes.
1: I will be with him in trouble. Mm. I will deliver him and honor him. Come on. With long life. Here it is. Will I satisfy him.
0: With long life he's going to satisfy you.
1: And show him my salvation. And
0: show you his salvation. Come on, church. I I, I pray that you are encouraged Uh, this morning. There's so much more we could say, but we want you to take this challenge, the faith over fear challenge. Look, this week, uh, when you're on social media and when you're talking to your friends, just put in that hashtag, faith over fear. That's the choice we're making as Christ followers. Mark chapter 5 and verse 36, the very words of Jesus The words in red, the red letter life, do not be afraid, only believe. God bless you, and thank you so much for joining us this morning. We miss you. God bless you.